What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. Joining me on this one is Riverhounds head coach Bob Lilly. We'll get Bob's thoughts now that the preseason is over and see how he feels about the roster he built heading into our 2020 season, which kicks off this weekend. Let's go! Everything was just falling into place. Funky Azio cuts inside. With this run, Bavardi. Oh, still terrific. Steven Dos Santos from James. It's Mertz. Yes! yes! Oh, brilliant. Feet in outer space. The Pittsburgh kid has number one. Coach, welcome back to the show. Hi, guys. Good to be here. It's been a long offseason since we last talked, and obviously you brought some key guys back and added to that over the past few months. How are you feeling about the team at this point now that uh, preseason's officially over? I, l- I like the roster. I mean, I like what we were able to do from some players from our combine. Uh, you know, obviously we, we lost some important players for us last year, you know, the two most significant probably were Joe Greenspan and Nico Brett, but we had three or four other losses and uh, that were good players for us. And, and with Kevin retiring, uh, Kevin Kerr, you know, we had work to do. And I think we've done a good job of reloading. Uh, you know, we've ha- we've had our struggles in the preseason. I think we're getting better. I think you know, we're, we've got good personnel up front, good personnel in the midfield and good personnel in the back, Mm -hmm. bringing that all together. Uh, it's my job. And I think, uh, I forgot to mention the goalkeepers, but I do feel like we're deeper and, you know, now it's, it's getting guys on the same page and, and making that invest investment as a group. Uh, you know, we're always reminding the guys, got to work you know it's not going to happen just because you're wearing the riverhounds jersey i mean we are establishing a, a culture here a winning culture but every every year you have to earn that right to be near the top or at the top you have to to go out and uh invest as a group invest individually and, and you know and that's what we're trying to do every day when we train and, you know we hope as some guys get healthy and uh, you know, we'll hit our rhythm sooner this year than we did last year and, um, you know, be able to, to stay towards the top end uh, of the table rather than making a mad dash in the second <laughs> half of the season. You, you mentioned, um, especially when we talked at the end of last year, we said, you know, what, what's the one thing that you really want to focus on this offseason? And you said getting deeper. And, and you mentioned it once already. Obviously, we have a few guys that are out with some in, uh, injuries, like Tommy V, Lindstrom, um, Ryan James was doing some stretching. How are you feeling now, sort of heading into our opening game with you know those guys on the bench? Are you, are you feeling really good about the depth? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're thin now because we have, you know, seven or eight guys that, whether it be visas or injuries or fitness, a couple, you know, we, we have seven or eight that probably are in our top 14, 15 guys mm-hmm. that are not starting in Charlotte. Now a couple of them may play, but their limits will be, their minutes will be limited um, just because of their fitness, do you know? But right. 
you know, when you're when you're looking at seven or eight guys that are potential starters that you have to not start, it means some guys uh, that are lower on your depth chart. Good thing is, is there's not a massive drop off. Some of those guys are young, but uh, they're showing growth every day. And you know, we feel like you know our performance against Toronto on Saturday was our best performance. It ended in a zero-zero draw. You know, certainly there's some things we we could have been sharper with in the attacking areas. I felt like we got the ball in some good positions and had them opened up a little bit or forced turnovers in bad areas and we couldn't take advantage. Um, on the positive side, I think they're a good side for League One. They lot lot of athleticism and also uh, good off the dribble. You know, they, they asked a lot of questions, and I thought defensively we coped with it well. Uh you know, we got more guys to play 90 minutes the other day. We had five guys play the full 90, which up until that game with all the injuries, I've been protecting even, I think the only guys that had played 90 minutes at any point during preseason was Kenny, Canardo Forbes one game, and Robbie Mertz one game. Mm-hmm. So the other day to get five guys through the full 90 next week, you know, this coming weekend in Charlotte, eight eight guys will have to play ninety. We only get three subs, so right. Uh, it'll be it'll be important to kind of gauge who are those other three guys that we trust, uh, and uh, and hopefully we'll put the eleven guys that we think can play ninety because you don't know where the where an injury or concussion mm-hmm. or guys tired cramp. You know, we'll, we'll, you're trying to make sure we don't get caught the last 15, 20 minutes down a man trying to finish a game off. Right. You know, where, where it could cost us. Um, but, you know, we're a lot closer to where we need to be. Way, you know, we've made a lot of strides in the last few weeks here and, and feel like we're definitely trending upwards and, uh, you know, but we've been on a winless streak for six games now at the end of preseason. So two losses and four draws, you know, now points, the points matter. Uh, the expectations of, of not just fans, the media, but the players too. I mean, everyone kind of has this idea and I think it's, valid and I think we we need to be accountable to that so you know we know it's a big game we, we even though we're going on the road I think you know the attitude of us as a staff and, and the players is but we're going down to Charlotte to go get a win and get three points and start our season uh in the best way possible love to hear that um one thing that's that's sort of been in the back of my mind is um obviously you brought in Thomas Gomez uh, as a as sort of an experienced keeper, he played with you in Rochester, won the Golden Glove twice there. Um, the past few seasons, yeah. you've sort of brought in, I don't want to say inexperienced guys, but younger guys. And towards the end of the season, they just inevitably ended up being in the Golden Glove race. How important is having somebody like Thomas come in? I mean, I saw some of the game on Saturday, and it was clear he was taking charge of the back line. And 
you know, it feels like he could be a huge part in making that back line come together maybe more quickly than we could in other seasons when you have a less experienced guy in there. Is that true? Like, do you sort of see it that way? Or, you know, what does Thomas mean to you bringing him in now? I think, I think Tomas is, is, you know, he's experienced and he, and he, and he is more vocal than, than what Dan Lynn was two years ago or, or, Kyle Morton was last year. So I, I think it will help, especially, uh, you know, with some of the new defenders that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have pretty good understanding of, of, of how we want to play defensively. I think the other day we had Tony Walls back there with Hunter Ashworth and Skylar Thomas. You know, it helps to have Jordan Dover still here. Mm-hmm. Ryan James still here, Danny Rivera. Obviously, when Thomas Van Kaisel comes back, if he's playing in the back or the midfield, he'll uh, certainly in the back, he'll help the guys around him. Um, but not all of those guys are super vocal. And I think Tomas has, you know, communicated pretty well. He's getting comfortable, sharper. You know, he came in after after the first week and, you know, struggled the first week, to be honest. But the last three weeks, I think he's uh, he started to look better and better each game. He's made, made some big saves in the last couple of preseason games. and He looks comfortable, and he, he's a guy that's won a lot of games, has, you know, had success not only in Rochester but also in St. Louis. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, two years ago we had good defenders and we pitched a bunch of shutouts early. You know, and then at the end of the year couldn't stop anyone. Um, And then last year we were leaking goals like crazy even though we had a lot of players back. Right. uh, But but once we tightened up in mid-seat, but, you know, that group should have already had enough understanding chemistry uh to not leak so many goals in the first half of last year but you know sometimes it's sometimes it's the ebbs and flows of the season sometimes you you're in a good rhythm and, and everyone's healthy and you get some big results and the confidence gets going and everything comes easier and other times it seems like bounces are you know, all over the place and uh, you're letting in sloppy goals here and there. I think generally over the course of a full season, because we're trying to apply ourselves and, and, and be consistently uh, accountable for, you know, playing collectively as a team offensively and defensively, you hope that uh, over the over the long haul of the season, um, you know, as a group, they all take responsibility. I think it helps when you have guys that have been there, and in Tom, Tom Moss's case, his ability to to understand the positioning and 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 to be able to vocalize that, it should help. You know, mm-hmm. my my feeling is is. You know, he's gotta he's gotta do what he can there. At this point, you know, we hope even the guys that are here for the first year, 
you know, if they've been here four, five, six weeks in preseason, uh, they should be communicating to each other and not just relying on the goalkeeper to uh, to get them in the correct position. If the goalie's having to remind them where they should be, then uh, sometimes that can be the problem too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should, we should we should be far enough along, but it's good to have someone, you know, keeping that constant reminder, and and sometimes it's just keeping the guys aware of what's around them, you know, so they yeah. don't all get fixated just on the ball. I think he, he he's looked good and, and we're, we like all of our goalkeepers. I mean, I think, I think Danny Vidiello and, and, uh, and uh, Anthony Moembia from Bowling Green are two very good young keepers that, you know, they're, they're all, those two are pretty athletic, you know, they're mm-hmm. keeping so much honest you know they're pretty quick they're good shot stoppers and uh you know Tomas is you know he's gonna have to play well to stay to stay to stay there where he is right now but the other two players are you know we feel like we have a a good group obviously we made the change Kyle had a good season for us he's in St. Louis it's almost like a swap yeah uh, but but I'm I'm happy to have Tomas here. He's been successful for me. We hope he can he can give us good goaltending here in Rochester as well. For sure. Um, you know you you're sort of known for uh, I don't want to say getting in the heads of other coaches, but you like to roll out different lineups and mix things up. It feels like depending upon you know who it is that we're playing. The one constant it seems in almost all of your lineups, at least for the past two seasons, has been Tommy V. And uh, obviously, he's been out with an injury. I guess can you give anybody, or could you give us all sort of an update on um, how he's doing and uh, when you might expect to to have him back? Yeah, I mean, he's it's his calf, and you know, he's he's been close where he's feeling good, but the minute he tries to to push it, he's just you know not not quite strong enough yet. Um, you know, they they've they've done some extra testing, you know, it's just a muscle strain. I mean, we've ruled out some of the major stuff. And, Good. Uh, if we're, you know, we're hopeful that he's a week or two away to where he's back training. You know, I mean, we've, we've had a couple of false alarms and, uh, where he's wanted to try to train. I, I haven't wanted him to miss too many games in preseason because you want to get everyone ready for the opener, you know, for the mm-hmm. opening game. Um, but he's had a few setbacks where we're like, look, we can't keep yo-yoing and back and forth. Like, let's make sure we get him healthy. It's a long season. And, you know, we're, we're trying to be careful with some of these guys because sometimes you get injuries and, you know, you push too hard to get people back and you make it worse. Right, and we've we've kind of taken the the tact that we want to be deeper. If you're going to be deeper, some of these young guys need meaningful minutes. Uh, they're good enough, you know. They're they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to pick up the slack. And it, it's good to give them that responsibility. I mean, if if you don't trust them and you, and you don't give them opportunities, they won't grow. So, you know, we we have been trying to protect some of the guys, uh, 
you know, that, that have experience and know what they're doing and maybe need a little bit more time for recovery. And, and then some of these young guys, they got young bodies there, you know, and, and we, like, we, like I said, our, our level's going up every day. And I think these guys are certainly capable and, you know, I'm anxious to see how they do in Charlotte. Some of these players that, you know, may, may not always be in the starting lineup when everyone's back, but I think there's some players that, uh, are gonna, you know, Thomas Van Kaisia was a big surprise two years ago, how much mm-hmm. he played and how much he contributed, even though it was his first year in the league. Last year it was Robbie Mertz, right? Right. Um, you know, this year you could have three or four guys that, wow, that's a good player, you know, and I, I think we're we're that kind of deep with some of our younger talent. They just need a little bit of time. Well, that's awesome. So, I mean, we're, we're excited about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking at sort of the, the schedule on paper, um, you know, obviously we have Charlotte coming up this weekend, but then we have Louisville at home. Tampa away and Birmingham who, you know, obviously with Nico, um, they also have a little bit more attacking talent. Those first four games are going to be, you know, quite the test for this team. And, you know, I'm not, I don't want to knock us at all. Obviously we were the Eastern conference champions last year, but how, when you look at these early games, are you looking at them thinking like that's 12 points, we're going to take 12 points or, you know, are you thinking it's a long season Let's sort of manage things and make sure that we get through this and we just gel more as a team, less, you know, making sure we're doing everything we can to get three points. Well, I mean, we're going to do everything we physically can and preparation can to get 12 points. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are we good enough at this moment to get 12 points? Well, that remains to be seen, you know, so, uh, a betting man would look at the results in preseason and say, no, you're not there yet, but we're closing that gap every day. And, you know, uh, one result can send you in a completely different direction very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's just how sports work. So, you know, our job is to keep working, keep knocking on the door, keep pushing that edge and, and, and show up and be present in training, in games, um, it's, it's a tough start, no doubt. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I we're always going to try and get the points. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's not a game that's not winnable. That's why you play them. I mean, there isn't. I mean, when the U.S. beat the, the, the Russians in the Olympics in <laughs> 1980, they weren't supposed to. You have to go. And yeah. I don't really think – I don't really think we're, we're – underdogs in any game even if we don't have our best lineup i think we put a game plan out we put players that we think give us a chance to to compete well and Mm -hmm. and then they go do the best they can and you know obviously missing thomas and a couple of guys that's 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 a challenge and those are strong teams i'd like to think that we're uh, going to compete well in those games mm-hmm. that we're, we're going to be on the front foot trying to uh, attack the game rather than hide. You know, I, I'd like to see some of these guys that get opportunities um, go after, 
go after it and, and show what they can do for, you know, for our fans, for, uh, you know, their careers. Go, prove, this is your moment, you know, show that, show why we brought you here. And, you know, I'd love to see, you know, how we manage the game can that partnership continue to blossom with, with Canardo Forbes and Robbie Mertz in the middle of the field where they're kind of dictating the tempo of the games? Mm-hmm. You know, it, has that matured to a point where even against very good teams against Louisville or Tampa or Birmingham on the road, are they at a point, you know, now? And, you know, I think they're very good players to have in the middle of the field. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we have good, good wide attacking pieces, you know, our flank guys with, with James and Dover. I think we have a lot of depth with our center backs that some of them, a lot of them are new, but I think there's a lot of ability there. You know, they have to continue, continue to grow to learn the system. I think ultimately uh, we have, four very capable forwards and five, if you want to include Lucas Fernandez, who has four goals in preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, these are, these are all ongoing situations. And it, I just, I want to, I want to see that application and, and uh, you know, a positive mindset from the group to get better and to learn and to grow. Hopefully we're better each game. And I think in some ways, will need to be each game. You know, as as we're playing Louisville and Tampa in our second, third game, I mean, Charles toughs out. They go and win on the road. Uh, Kansas City had a lot of first-team guys down. They had a lot of the ball, but Charlotte hung in. They get, they get a result, and Dane Kelly is a handful. Mm-hmm. And he had a struggle last season and still had 10 goals in Indy. You right. know, like in – by all accounts, everyone was like, oh, he had a horrible year. Now nah, he's a good player. <laughs> and now he gets a goal in his first game. And, you know, Enzo Martinez was, was a, a, a league MVP a few years back. And Dane Kelly's been their first team all league. And, and those are two serious weapons. Mm-hmm. We'll have to deal with those players. So we go there. It's our first game, real, real game, regular season. And, when we play Louisville, it'll only be our second game. Be a lot of expectation on that game because um, it's the home opener. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of one of the better teams every year. Uh, they were in a final last year. They won championships recently, so that'll be a big measuring stick. And it'll be our second time out. I believe it will be their third game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so whatever we do against Charlotte, we got to quickly let that go. Hopefully it's three points in the bank and have another good week of practice because then I expect a really challenging game against Louisville. And then when that's done, we got to put that to bed and Tampa is on us. But, you know, I think Birmingham will be a really difficult game. I mean, I, I think anyone that, that loses – a game that bad, you know, even if you're in your first year and you make the playoffs and 
you had some positives. Any anything that was earned was smashed in that playoff game. Yeah. And they will they will come and remember that. And you know, Nico is a very talented guy, you know, that scored a lot of goals here, but he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna wanna show how important he was to Pittsburgh. I mean, we look, we, we loved Nico as a player and, you know, made him a good offer and Birmingham offered him more, you know, and I think Nico scored a lot of goals and, uh, really, really felt like, you know, he had a really high value and he does, and he's a good player in the league. So, you know, these are all challenges for our guys to say, hey, you know, if we want to be at the top of the East, we have to deal with all these situations and we have to be ready. And the guys that are healthy have to go out and do a job. And I think there's uh, there's expectation of the group. Um, and I think that's okay. I think if you want to be, you know, at the top and you want to win things you got to be able to deal with those expectations you know you have to you have to be accountable for those results you know we we talk about these types of things with our group a lot that you know you've got to earn it you've got to work and every year you have to establish yourself and um but you know this is how we're going to learn about ourselves and it's not going to be easy regardless whether we had a few layups early on or or not. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you, you've got to find ways to navigate tough situations, injuries, congested uh, fixture. Uh, the schedule gets congested where you have multiple games and you got to rotate guys. All of these things have to be solved every year. Right. And... I look at it as, you know, sometimes playing some difficult games early is the best way to learn and know exactly where we got to get to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would like to learn while we're winning. Uh, but sometimes if, as long as we're getting better and we're, we're brave and we're, and we're, you know, we're handling it in the right way, you know, we we drop a game or two early in the season doesn't really affect me because I'm I'm more a process guy. Do the right things, continue to do them, and the results will follow. Like mm-hmm. that's how I always see it. It doesn't mean I don't want to win every game or I don't want to win right from the start. Uh, I'm not trying to play catch up, but I know inevitably sometimes you have to go through these processes. <laughs> And, and continue to grow before you just don't show up and get three points. There's all the work that you do that leads up to that. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I know that you you watch a lot of tape. You know a lot of people in the USL. As a as sort of a, a fan of the league, you know, I personally, I know we like to look at all the teams and we like to sort of speculate who we think will sort of be at the top of the table or, or you know, who the hounds should be gunning for, whatever it may be. Just sort of, uh, you know, looking around the league, looking at rosters and things like that. 
who do you think has a has a good shot? You know, aside from us, we'll just take that as a given. Who do you think has a good yeah. shot at uh, at sort of uh, being a top four team in the East this year? Well, I'll, I'll give you. I mean, the usual suspects, mm-hmm. uh, and I think some of it is because the culture's there, and it's why. Um, I mean, I think I think Louisville. You know, to add Cameron Lancaster and Oxford, and look, they're player for player, maybe, maybe not as talented as Tampa or Indy, mm-hmm. but they're a very good team, and there's a very good understanding there, and there's there's consistent application from them year in and year out. So, I think Louisville, and they don't. It doesn't mean they're going to finish first, but I think they're a top four team in the East. Mm-hmm. In all likelihood, um, I think Indy is even deeper than they were last year, and they had a lot of very, very, very solid pro players, a lot of experience, a lot of depth, um, good pace as a team, good size. Um, I think Indy is going to be somewhere near the top. I really like Tampa's roster. I did last year as well. We we expected they would do really well. They've kind of gotten away from the Joe Cole, just get a couple superstars, and yeah. And I think they've gotten a lot deeper and uh, gotten younger. I think they defend they defend better. They were able to add Lasso. Uh, there, you know, even Jordan Scarlett from New York, you know, Guillen from North Carolina, I mean, they, they, they shored up their back line. I thought they had a pretty good back line last year, but late in the season they were leaking goals. And they feel like they've tightened that up. And, you know, they got some really good options up front and in the midfield. So I, I think Tampa, I think those three are there. Um, I When you go after that, I think Birmingham – has made a lot of investment. I mean, the fact that JJ Williams or uh, oh, who's the other forward for Birmingham? Brian Wright. Brian Wright, Eco Brett, Chandler Hoffman will be back. I mean, I think yeah. I think they'll find more goals than they did last year. I think Tom Sohn will, will tighten them up in the back. And, you know, Jay Heaps, they have contacts. They had a lot of experience in their lineup last year, but they didn't really know the bar because it was their first year in the league. You know what I'm saying? Right. Given given time to kind of see that they've got to be more consistent. They kind of went, struggled, then went through a good phase, then struggled. Like, they were streaking Win, winning and losing streaks throughout the season. And I think they'll be more consistent and will have a strong roster. So, you know, I think they're a playoff team, and this year maybe them, St. Louis, aren't hovering around 10th place. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're maybe in that 6 to 8 range. Right. Um, if you, if you gave me a top four outside of Rochester, mm-hmm. um, 
or sorry outside of Pittsburgh. Outside of Pittsburgh that yeah. was a mishap. That's all right. Um, that was a mishap. Sorry, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, I think North Carolina is probably. I really like the way they play. They gave us fits last year. Dave Sarakin has a ton of experience. Like, I'm not. Look, Miami has a good roster, and they won in the old NASL and NPSL. But I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's all the names you write on the paper. I think it's it's the consistency, it's the understanding of the organization and the players. And, um, it didn't surprise me that St. Louis knocked them off in the first week. I think everyone is like Miami, Miami. You know, like, right? Well, this is a different beast going through the the USL East. Yeah, you know, you're. You know, when I came to the league two years ago, Ottawa didn't make the playoffs. North Carolina didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All these supposed powers from the NASL that was the old second division, remember? It took right. them a little bit of time to recalibrate. So uh, I'm not convinced Miami is is going. You know, they obviously have talented players, and maybe I'll be wrong, but I think Louisville, Tampa, Indy, in no particular order. I think North Carolina will be there. And then I think the next tier may be uh, Charleston, St. Louis, Birmingham. I think those are those are pretty good organizations. And, and, you know, we'll see how – can't forget the New York Red Bulls <laughs> because every year they're – you know, they're, they've gotten in as a six or seven seed sometimes, but on any given day, uh, Walniak, they can beat anyone. And they've had some good playoff runs mm-hmm. and had a championship in 2016, but they've also gotten to a couple conference finals against Louisville. So, um, you know, you kind of see how they, how they develop and, you know, maybe maybe there's some other teams there, but I've given you kind of a first four, a next four, um, and I'll stop at that. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we're in the first four. Well, yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I think hopes are high, and everybody's Who are you picking. Who are you picking? Oh man, um, I think not, I... not Pittsburgh. Who are you? Who do you like? So outside of Pittsburgh. Um, cause I do think I, I agree with everything that you've said thus far. I'd be stupid to disagree with you at this point, but I mean, I think, I think we are deeper. I think the attack, our attack really excites me. I think being deeper defensively and I think having, um, uh, you know, having the likes of, uh, Tommy V, Tony Walls, um, potentially being able to step in and play almost like a holding midfielder position is really exciting, I think, because of that depth. So I do think that we're going to do really well. I think the big question in everybody's mind is is a lot of what we talked about tonight, where it's how, how – is it another case where, like, last year where we got about a third of the way through the season and we were still sort of out of playoff contention and then we really got hot, which was amazing, or are we going to be sort of more consistent – over the long run. But regardless, I do think we'll be at the top. Um, and I, I do think that it's going to be really hard to to vote against somebody like Louisville. I, I agree with you. I think that they're 
their culture, their history. It's it's more about that. And then you add on the fact that they're going to have that brand new stadium this year and the excitement in Louisville is going to be through the roof. So I think Louisville is going to be a good team this year. Um, I do think Tampa is going to be a good team this year. They had some young guys last year that really surprised everybody. Um, so I do think they're going to come back and do well. And I, I agree with you. I think Indy's another you know one. What Tampa, you, know what Tampa, you know what Tampa did a couple of years ago? What? I mean, they said it. They, 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 you know, I got calls. Uh, but Lee Cohen, you know, who, who uh, you know, is president there. He used to work for the league office. And, <clears throat> but they, they scrapped everything after the 2018 season. And they just looked at, okay, we, we have a new one. We're tied in with Tampa Bay. And they do a lot of statistics and a, and a lot of uh, analytics. And they started looking at those things. And what are some of the things that Louisville does when they put their roster together? What are some of the things that Bob did in Rochester or does in, in Pittsburgh? It's mm-hmm. not all old. You know, they, they, they bring in young players every year. Last year, Matt Soso... Some Tion, I mean, they had they had uh, some new blood that they brought in even last year, Louisville that contributed. Yeah, and they have done a good job keeping their group together. I mean, I think Tampa has has really kind of changed their mindset, and I think they were rewarded for it last year, and I think. They're staying aggressive. They made some good off-season additions, but their team is a lot younger the last two years than some of those years where we were all like, oh, wow, right. you know, Tampa's got Joe Cole or they got – who was the German international? I, I can't remember his name. Yeah, that was the first one I thought of too, and now I can't remember his name either. But, you know, they, they put a lot of money in the, I think, you know, they still spend a lot of money, not as much as they were, but they, you know, they, they, they have good balance in their roster between experience and young, super talented guys that are under 25. And I think you need, you need that energy over the course of the season as well. Yeah. Very difficult to, you know, look, Canardo Fords does a great job showing up playing a lot of minutes and but it's great having players like Robbie around them and Thomas Van Kaiseel. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. You, yeah. you, you gotta blend you gotta blend some young guys in there. You can't you can't ride all thirty year olds, you know, and I think Kenny and Steven Dos Santos do a good job, you know, even though they're early thirties, they they train well, they play a lot of minutes, they they show up night in, night out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Tony Walls is, is that way as well. But most of the rest of our roster <coughs> is 22 to 27. You know, yeah. and then we got a few gray beard. We got a few gray beards that hopefully <laughs> we can keep healthy. Yeah, for sure. Well, Coach. You know, we really appreciate you stopping by and giving us all this insight. Uh, obviously, from you know the Mongols crew and all of the fans, 
best of luck this season. It all starts this weekend. We're all going to be watching, and we're all going to be there at home to watch you guys take on Louisville in two weeks. Um, thanks again, man. This was this was fantastic. We love the insight. We truly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, like I said, best of luck. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. So, obviously, a massive thanks to Coach for stopping by. Just fantastic conversation. I probably spent another half hour with him talking off air just about different things. Just love talking to him, picking his brain. Just amazing, amazing stuff. Again, just we are sort of humbled by the level of transparency that this club has with their fans. It's just, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Um, Obviously, the Hounds kick off their season this Saturday at 7 p.m. against Charlotte Independence. Um, It's going to be a huge game. Uh, we're really looking forward to seeing, you know, some of our buddies who have shows on BGN, like Hugh Roberts and Brandon Miller. They both have their own shows. So we're going to try to get some info from them about how they feel about Charlotte as we head into uh, the game this weekend. Justin and Steve will be back with their pre-show later this week where, you know, they'll break down the keys to the match and what you should be watching for. Obviously, don't miss that episode. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the show as soon as it becomes available. Otherwise... Again, huge thanks to Coach for stopping by. And thanks to you guys, and thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to USL, MLS, and U.S. soccer. Custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie-cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league, squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Com. Looking for more great USL news? Head over to the new BGN.fm where we now have over 100 fans that are writing and podcasting about the beautiful game. Lots of great features there, not just about the Hounds, but you could find stuff about every opponent that we have coming up over the next five, six, seven weeks. Um, so make sure you head over there, check it out, see what people are saying about their favorite teams, see what people are saying about the league in general. It's a great resource, BGN.fm. Otherwise, thanks everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon.